NASA. What if we were in Hidden Figures, that new movie about the black NASA women? And one of the dramatic scenes was, you can't fly this rocket, days-ish, but I can. Oh, you mean the movie Hidden Fences? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I can't believe I... <laughs> Wait, okay, question. Is that George Bush's daughter? <laughs> Who is that? Who is that? Uh, Jenna Bush? Yeah, that's Jenna Bush. Is it Jenna Bush? Yeah. Is it actually Jenna Bush or are you trolling me? No, no, no. That's seriously her. Jenna Bush... Jenna Bush, Jenna Bush Hager, yeah. Why was Jenna Bush on the red carpet for the Golden Globes? I mean, she's a... That's her job, dog. I don't know what to say. Um, If I was on the red carpet, I would absolutely say, Jenna Bush doesn't care about black people. But wasn't she not the only one to do that? Who else did that? Didn't, like, Tom Hiddleston do it or something? Oh, my God, wait. Okay, if we're going to go into the Golden Globes, which we should, um, <laughs> Tom Hiddleston needs a quick a quick dart to the neck. <laughs> Literally yesterday, he wins for something called The Night Manager. Never heard of it. I don't think anyone had, frankly. <laughs> he wins. He goes up there and ends his speech by literally being like, I just want to say that I went to Sudan recently, and, um... Things are pretty bad. <laughs> this is my Tom Hiddleston impression. Yeah, um, I'd get over to Sudan stat if I were you. I just got back from Sudan. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, great. Like, Jenna Bush on my right screaming about some movie called Hidden Fences. Tom Hiddleston on my left yapping about building, like, one house in Darfur and, like, maybe, like, feeding, mm. like, a piece of chicken to, like, an impoverished child and, like, patting himself on the back for three weeks. Like, it was, pin. It, that was, like, the pinnacle of the Golden Globes where I was, like, wow, like, what, con- what like, fake glamour. What back padding. Mm. It was so he, funny. I'm going to go ahead and uh, ask you to check your privilege, please. Hiddle. Because he wasn't in Sudan. Oh, me. He was in <laughs> South Sudan. Oh, my god what if all you heard was the sound of me lighting a match and then just engulfing myself in flames Ah! (laughs) oh also michael keaton also called it hidden fences did he really wait you're kidding yeah really no (laughs) okay okay so i will say this i have been complaining about the movie hidden figures for for months now i kept calling it hidden objects it's a bad title <laughs> I, it's such a bad title like, i kept being like when is that movie hidden objects coming it's called hidden Fig-. like it's a, not a great title but hidden fences <laughs> it's so stupid it's so it so dumb so dumb like what a conflict where are my fences yeah. <laughs> i'm not telling you that's my viola davis impression snot coming out of my nose i'm never telling you where your fences are and the nominees are Viola Davis, Hidden Fences. I buried them. Those fences. Woo! That's like during the Academy. Those fences. Those fences, dare. Um, Jenna Bush, I feel so bad for her. But like, what the fuck is she doing on the red carpet for the Golden Globes? I mean, dead serious. I mean, that's her job. What do you want her to do? How did this drunk buffoon finesse her tarnished name... <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Into the role of a young and up-and-coming Juliana Rancic. Uh, wait, what? Like, a Bush? A Bush daughter? Is that even that surprising? 
it's are you really that surprised i have to be honest like it's not like it's not the most surprising thing it does feel like some bizarro world reality like in whatever world that hidden fences exists um it makes sense that she be like a red carpet correspondent but i just want to know like this was what she wanted to do this she wanted to be a red carpet chica it's not like she's bred of some like elite political i mean they are kind of elites but i mean they're elites elites, but i know what you mean she's basically scum she's like yeah it's true it's true she honestly looks like a toe um this is like this is like the best option for scum it's true it's really true i mean like yeah i guess that's kind of true i kind of like was thinking that if anything it would be like a megan mccain moment but like she was like always blacking out and like on the white house lawn right weren't they like kind of punchlines the bush the bush girls well, yeah, but they were like seventeen at the time. <gasps> were they? Wow, it's that's like, let crazy. Let them fucking live. That's so crazy to think about. Oh my god, yeah, but also look at or Sasha like and Malia. Look at Sasha and Malia. Like they lived a little more dignified. Uh, what? Oh my god, you're being ridiculous. What? Get the fuck out of here. If you are the child or Chelsea Clinton, like if you're the child of a president, get it together. I'm sorry. Yes, you Dude. lose those eight years. You can't fuck around. It is what it is. You're embarrassing. What the fuck? You think let's I'm wrong? Take a, let's take a look at you when you were 22. Um, Gladly pulls up a picture of literally a prince. Um, Flawless much? <laughs> yes, I am Tom Hiddleston. And I'm reporting live from South Dar 4. That's my Tom Hiddleston impression. Making another cameo. I mean, I was definitely messed up at 22. My God, like, was I ever, like, not stoned out of my mind? Unclear. But honestly like i also was not the president's child though i'd be a really good first child to be fair no one asked to be the president's child it just happens oh my god honestly powerful um that's gonna i'm gonna use that in my one-man show the president's child (laughs) the lights are gonna come up and i'm gonna be nude on a stool going no one asks to be the president's child it just looks to the right happens yeah and then it's not her fault that her dad is George Bush. I know, but in retrospect, isn't George Bush a treat? <laughs> like, aren't we looking back at, like, those years of, like, under a warmonger being like, mm, was it chill? <laughs> That's yet to be seen. That is yet to be seen. You're right. Ugh, honestly, I'd, ra- I'd rather the messy authenticity of those freaks than, like, the fembot, like, cold geyser that is Ivanka. I don't like that bitch one. Ivanka? Yeah, she's the first daughter now. You're about to be. Even though she's older. Ivanka? She scares the oh, it's shit. Ivanka? How were you saying it? Avanka? I thought it was like... I, what, I thought it was like Ivana. Oh, you're right. No, Ivanka. it's Ivanka. What, who, what, what, what's the name of her mom? Um, That is a good question. The one from First Wives Club. I think I think that one is like yeah. Ivana. I Ivana. Don't, yeah, she's yeah. Ivana. She was a little before my time. I was not old enough to like really take her in as like a fun socialite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but this is, um, episode 70 of the Good Friends podcast. Wow. Jack. Time flies, dog. How, how far we've come. How you feeling about it? It's a new year. It's 2017. Mm. Uh, feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. We're moving back to the Bay on the 30th. Is that, is that so? Yeah. <gasps> Good morning. Wait, so then we're going to officially be in Thank our God. more comfortable three-hour time difference, which will probably work better. Oh, so much better. Oh, my God. What a treat. How are you feeling? This is a Good Friends exclusive. It is an exclusive. Are you excited? I feel great. Pam. Yeah, I'm excited. Pam's excited. Um, 
And, you know, I'm just happy that we're going to be back on sunny, sunny Californian soil. Mm. Just dig your hands into that soil and just let it simmer through those sweet fingers and say, Callie, yeah. I'm back. You hate California, huh? What? <laughs> Slander. You fucking hate it, dude. What? Don't, Since when? Don't lie. What are you talking about? You fuck. You fucking hate it. Huh? This is are ridiculous. Are you going to be back in California? Mm, yes, actually, I will. To quote myself in the upcoming off-Broadway production of The President's Son, will I go back? Yes. But can one ever go home again? Looks to the right. No. Well, anyway, I heard a rumor that you uh, forswore California. <laughs> that I forswore? Wait, but from who? Also, forswore? I can't reveal my sources. <laughs> Was it Kenneth Stevens, the famed theater critic who tore down my <laughs> off-off-Broadway production, The President's Only Child? The title of this production keeps changing. We've gone through a lot of trademark lawsuits. But it does remind me of my favorite line from The President's Lost Son, which is, You may take my name, but you'll never take, looks up, my dignity. Uh, I'm staring up into the light when I say that, which is considered a really brave scene because my eyes are watering. (laughs) That sounds horrible. (laughs) Critics are calling it 10 Witch Doctors. <laughs> like, who is... You know that if I ever had a show like this, I would have so many fake reviews, all just anagrams of your name. Like, Critics yak yeah. Critics it 10 out of 11 Witch Doctors. <laughs> Which is honestly like, not a rave. <laughs> like, ten, like, not even that 11. That's pretty good for Witch Doctors. Uh, I really feel like I need to do well, an off, off, off Broadway, like a La La Land moment. I guess I'll have to work harder to confirm my source that you hate California now. But you'll have to work a little bit harder. I'm gonna, I'm gonna integrate yeah. this into my complicated narrative in the upcoming play, whose <laughs> <laughs> title I won't disclose. <laughs> so anyway, we're digressing. We are. But there's a lot to talk about this week. There's a lot to talk about. This is our first show mm. of the new year. A lot right. has already happened. Um, we definitely, we want to get into it, but first I want to quickly just launch in with like a really fast hate crime that I'm feeling ready okay. to expose. Okay. Um, so I am, you know, contrary to, you know, the facts that were revealed in our last episode, um, that I've never tried roast beef. I am someone who loves sandwiches. Um, I love sandwiches. I'm obsessed. And one of my favorite, you know, sandwich, you know, I consider eating sandwiches a sport and one of my favorite plays, okay. if you will, is the half and half meat moment like half this meat half that meat like you know not double but half um so i love i'm sorry i'm sorry were you yawning what was that noise <laughs> I'm getting ready i'm getting ready mm, yeah i would sit upright like tom hiddleston in south darfur and really pay attention to what's happening around you um i prefer to pair a maple turkey with a thinly sliced chicken breast, you know, something a little more flavor forward and something a little bit more. T- I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. Um, so I go into this bodega. It's my favorite one. Um, and I ask for half and half. Um, and this bitch puts double meat on the sandwich. My four dollar bodega jumps up to a sweet eight dollars. 
Now, this sandwich is absolutely worth $8. I love sandwiches. I honestly didn't hate the amount of meat. I don't love that much meat, but like, would rather not. Okay, like a ratio. It has to all be in conversation with each other. Too much meat is very like, oh, like I'm going home to my wife, but I'm cheating on her. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm someone who's more like, oh, I'm going to a cafe to talk to an old friend. Like, less meat is Mm -hmm. more that, and more meat is the other thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And they would, like, not hear me when I was trying to explain what I wanted. And then he was like, okay, I'll try to redo it. So I get, so then he does it. And this time, he's done the sandwich the way I asked, but he's put the chicken on like one half of on one side of the sandwich and the turkey on the other and cut it. So now we basically just have two sandwiches, two weird sandwiches. And I didn't know how to articulate like these meats are not in conversation with each other <laughs> through the, so wait, through the glass. Yes. I feel I'm, I'm, okay. I have several questions. Mm-hmm. First question. Yes. You claim that this is your favorite bodega. Yes. Okay. So that, means you've probably ordered the sandwich there more than once, right? I have ordered more than once, but um, not from mm. the same person. Mm. There's a few different people in rotation. Mm. I have gotten it right sometimes, and other times I feel like there's one meat just completely missing, but never have I gotten these two disasters, which is the, o- the overpriced moment. Yes. Did you, did you consider that to do your insanely... Uh, complicated sandwich, one would have to make two sandwiches and then cut them in half and combine them. And so then they have like an extra sandwich left over. That is, that's not, that's not necessary. Also extremely complicated, <laughs> extremely complicated. <laughs> I'm asking for two me- I'm asking you to cut a little bit of chick chick and a little bit of mater. That's maple Turkey. I like the sweetness. Okay. It's nice. Okay, tell me how you plan on betraying me. All right, explain. The way you should have asked for the sandwich. You say, Mm -hmm. I want a layer of turkey. I want a layer of chicken. That's it. That's all I have to say. They're probably going to charge you double meat because that's how they do it. That's just how it is. That seems cruel. Dog. Like, may I say? Dog, it is cruel. But guess what? This is their world. You live in... You live in... Their, their world? Yeah, dude. <laughs> capitalists. Hmm. And who is they? Capitalists. In this case? The capitalists. Mm, okay. All right, fair enough. Yeah. It just seems unfair. Well I don't need I don't need a four dollar sandwich jumping in price just because I want to switch it up with a little chick chick with my maple turtur. Hmm. What if I say that and I say what if I go I want a little chick chick with a little bit of maple turtur. Through the glass. Bipiturter. I think <laughs> I think Mepiturter is gonna really be the moment they're like, we need you to leave. Why don't you get only chopped cheese? That's the best. <laughs> it wasn't late enough. It was like midday. I can't do a midday chopped mm, cheese. Like, you do could. I respect myself? <laughs> like can I have a little bit of respect for my can I have humanity? You could. I love a good chopped cheese though. I mean like when the clock strikes Anytime after 1230, the chopped cheese is on deck. Yeah. Like, it is the only sandwich. Do you miss the chopped cheese? It's really good. It's so good. It's really, it really is like so the, good. the perfect sandwich. <sighs> I love it so much. So good. Well, that's my hate crime of the week. I feel violated, and I feel unseen and unheard in my wants and needs. But what else is new hmm. in this place we call, in this experiment we call America? I'm doing air quotes 
America. Right. If you actually listen really closely, you can hear the speed of my fingers. Those are the air quotes. Okay. First up on the docket, we have a, a very interesting piece of news that broke this past week, I guess. This past week. Yeah, this, bo- this broke last week. This is about your girl, Tommy Laren Sr., a.k.a. Megan Kelly. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, the before um, Megan Kelly got an iOS update in the form of sentient gerbil, Tommy Laren. Right. Um, she was the crown jewel of the conservative, whatever the fuck, hot blonde ladies. Uh, yeah, like yeah, exactly. Whatever this like weird Aryan factory is that they churn these chicas out in. Tommy is like the rabid, like she's like the jelly flop of this jelly bean factory. Mm-hmm. But before that, we had the gorgeous, like, statuesque beauty of Megan Kelly, who I was always of two minds about. I was always sort of stuck about where, what I thought, what to do with her. Why was that? I felt truly, and have been proven right, it would seem, but I felt that she was, that had conservative, had, had liberal tv gotten to her she would have just as easily been a liberal commentator she would have just as easily been a rachel maddow so 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 easily and that's so easily clearly come to fruition because this week the news broke that she's switching from fox to nbc man come on like so this is really it is a little it's a little surprising i knew there was always like the potential for a megan kelly for megan kelly to jump ship but it also feels like she's sort of moving backwards, like NBC. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. What are you gonna do there? I don't know. What are you gonna do? She's probably NBC? gonna get fired. Do you, do you think? Okay. Well, the other thing is, do you think this was informed, obviously, by the Roger Ailes mm. sex scandal? Well, I mean, it could have be a combination of that plus the fact that Donald Trump called her like a floozy bimbo. Literally floozish bimbish. So it's like... Was she like, I'm done? He's the new face of the Republican Party, so, like, how are you going to be, oh. you know? Like, how can you, like, remain on... I know, I mean, like, would she have... Ju- yeah, like, what would her identity have been if we weren't in the middle of this, like, ruckus of what, yeah. you know, the Fox news of, like, politics has, like, led to? I mean, it's sort of, like, to be on the Fox News brand is, like, you have to be, like, really... I don't know, the there, there's a level of extremity that you need to, like, be hitting, mm-hmm. I think. Because who's the person who took her place? I don't even know. Some other attractive blonde I think it's lady. Sean, I think it's... Sh- no, I think it's like Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson, oh. one of those lunatics. Oh, who cares? It's one of those like literal freakos. The I mean, thing like, about the Fox News Network is like Sean Hannity took Megyn Kelly's time slot. I don't even know what that means. I thought Sean Hannity already had like a huge audience for her daytime TV. He does, yeah. He's it's taking like, the same, yeah. He's taking her spot, her like slot or whatever. She, she. So what? He's number two behind Bill O'Reilly now. I think. So. I mean, that's a good question. I don't know if Bill O'Reilly was actually the number one. I'm pretty sure he person is. for that long. So, really? I Did he beat Megan Kelly? Megan Kelly didn't beat him. No, I don't think so. I think he's still number one on the network. Interesting. I mean, he just feels so antiquated to me. He feels like such a dinosaur. Not in the sense that he's like a legend or like, uh, um, you know, he's right. like the Murdoch or not the Murdoch, like the, um, I don't know, like who is your, yeah, I guess sort of like a Murdochian type of like figure. I just feel like he feels like he's just from hmm. another time. Seems like that's exactly the demographic they're trying to nail though. But I think if, I mean, I think Fox News, it's going to be an interesting moment to observe, observe Fox News because it's like. They, who are they going to talk to? Who do they want to speak 
to. There's an entire new population of conservatives that like have decided a huge portion of this election. And I, and you know, a lot of them are, or haven't decided the election, but there are like young Republicans, not quite alt-right people, but just like young Republicans who, for whom Fox News feels like something their parents watched. And I don't know, is who does Fox News want to court now? I don't know. They probably, I don't know if they're going to be around for a whole lot longer. I mean, even they're like, they're like online presence is so clunky and weird. It's true. They do feel really, really, really old. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's hard to imagine they wouldn't be around, but it does feel like they're relevant. It feels like either they're going to stick to what they're doing and become less relevant or try to like radically rebrand. I mean, to lose Megan Kelly is sort of to like, it might be a crisis of confidence. It might be a moment of kind of being like, what's the, you know, should we go fully in the other direction? Should we try to groom another one? Or do you think they're going to find, try to get Tommy Lahren or whatever to be on probably. her thing? She'll probably oh, be in Fox within like, I don't know, the year. That is a nightmare where she can just go like, let me tell you something, chair. It's her interviewing an empty chair. <laughs> you think you can just sit upright? I'll tell you who sat upright. The flag. Uh, dude, when it blows above the house. Like what? She just like about? panders so hard. It's like disgusting. It's so irritating. And she is such a just like, eh. she sounds like a door creaking and closing. Yeah. Like, let me out. <laughs> like, I'm, I can't. Should I be Tommy Laren for Halloween? Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be a really good one. Keep my beard. She, uh, she posted this tweet on December 27th. She said, Democrats vote for the handout. Republicans vote to get the damn hand out of the way so we can earn it ourselves. Hashtag why Trump won. Ugh. But then on July 6th, 2013, she wrote, bad news, had to get a job. Good news, it's my mom's store and chill as F. Hashtag living the dream. <laughs> Are you joking? 2013, it went, that's how quickly. It's almost like. Oh my God. It's almost like oh the people in front of the TV pandered to the people who watch the TV. Yeah, who would have thought? Yeah. I mean, no offense. Like, <laughs> I, I, like, I guarantee you if, if, what's her name? Ann Coulter. If she was getting paid to spew liberal takes, guess what? Guess fucking She'd do what? it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know she's married to like a Republican yeah. or a, sorry. Yeah. A, um, yeah. Like a liberal politician. Yeah. Like think, think peace guy. Yes. Yes. I mean, look, like that's true for a lot of these people. And that to me is like its own set of problems, you know, of, like where's your integrity? Like this is performance. And on that level, it sort of allows you to maybe accept their humanness in some way. But in another, it's like, how are you leading the conversations when you don't even believe half the stuff you're saying? And that's what brings me back to Megyn Kelly. Like, I just don't, this doesn't surprise me really that much. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of feel like she always sort of occupied like a middle space where I didn't fully believe that she was that much. Like, I, I didn't think that she was a strong enough Republican to be associated with Fox News. I thought I thought that she had the potential to be more moderate, especially in her social values. Like, I have a really, really, really strong. I don't know. I just kind of feel like there's a there's there's a lot of sort of um social progressive agendas that she would sort of like sign off on, certainly regarding like when like, you know, 
paid time off return you know what i mean like all of these things that like Mm. clearly factored into her becoming a voice of like weird opposition to trump during those debates like born out of her being like a female professional um i think that that stuff like pushes her in a direction where she could be more in the middle but i kind of just feel like i don't know all of these like networks just like suck your chill out including like rachel maddow whom like god bless but like every time like she is doing a trump thing she has the most irritating like can you believe this like tone that just like turns me off like she'll be like this is the sitting president and he just said this (laughs) yep that just happened she's she's literally the like yeah that just happened i am speechless right now i'm speechless and I'm like, can anyone just, like, find, like, an iota of professionalism and just, like, not, like, run so far to, like, the end zone of your team? Like, that's my try for a sports a sports moment. I don't even know. I'm just kind of, like, I – she's just one of those. But, yeah, I mean, her leaving for NBC is sort of, like, a weird get for NBC. But I do wonder if it's going to be sort of, like, a weird Katie Couric disaster moment. Mm. I mean, you know, has she built enough goodwill? I mean, does it even matter? Do people who watch NBC just like people that are? I think so. Pretty. I think they like people that like, like it's a safe choice. It's not maybe not daring. Uh, just like daytime news talk shows and daytime, just daytime TV is such trash. It's like that's why daytime TV is so horrible. That's why you have soap operas going on in the middle of the day because losers watch soap operas just like losers, losers. watch losers watch soap operas just like losers watch cable news programs <laughs> in the middle of the day hot take of the week losers watch soap operas do you watch soap operas no there you go but i Not love them <laughs> so many important careers have been built on soap operas kelly ripa george clooney mm. That's about it. That's all I can think of. Okay. Sarah Michelle Geller. New Tommy tweet. This one comes from January 21st, 2014. Hemi would have told She tweet. writes, this whole class thing is going to cut into my afternoon nap time, isn't it? Hashtag not excited. My <laughs> good Lord. She's exactly the person I thought. Yeah. She's someone who takes pictures with her friends and right right after she pre-games and then goes to sushi. She's a pre-gaming before sushi girl. <laughs> Where she's like hanging out with my bestie. P- weird picture from above of her friend texting like head down. Like hashtag <laughs> love quality time. Or like um or like a picture of like um like I don't even know, like a glass of water and be like, um, I could get used to this. Mm. Or, like, my office for the day, a kiddie pool filled with mud. (laughs) Oh, wait. All these are getting... The best thing about all these tweets that I'm reading is that they're all, like, screenshotted. So, you know, she went through and deleted all of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know she was like, I need to rebrand real quick. Like, literally. So, she got all of her, like, nothing like my bolder class of 2009 to really remind me why I do what I do. Picture of her, like, stocking beans. Hashtag mom store. Hashtag fam time. Run her over. Run her over. Let's look at what her first tweet ever was. It's going to be good. Hey, guys. Tommy here. Wink face with a nose. Yeah. <laughs> you know she did winky nose face. Group Arizona, follow me. I don't know what that is. 
That was her first tweet. Hashtag CRJ104. I think it's like a Oh, my God. Definitely. Junior college, you know. It is what it is. Sorry. Ooh, sorry, girls. Sorry, girls. I wish you could, like, jump back into her timeline. Because you can, I can, like, find her first tweet, but, like, I want to jump back and, like, see the tweets after that. Yeah, I want to see the aftermath. Of her, like, um, have you guys ever tried this stuff? It's amazing. Picture of a diet Sierra Mist. Looks like I'm just gonna have to deep dive. Here I go. I'm just go start, in. I'm just start scrolling right now, and hopefully by the end of the ladies episode, and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to Tommy Town. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Should we do Tommy Watch 2016? <laughs> Not even 2017, but 2016. <laughs> we should. I'm starting it right now. Tommy Watch. Yeah. Um, I just can't believe in 2013 she was in one place, and now she's. I don't even know where she is or what. She's still. She is. She still only posts that stupid like online thing. I mean, for, where she has, I feel like she has a, it's a humongous table and it drowns her. She does have 500,000 followers on Twitter. It's oh my pretty big. God. I guess, but like, what are they following? Like, yeah. Tomet, tell them how it is, Tomet. Yeah, I want to get yelled at by a 22 year old. Oh my God, if I wanted that, I would literally just go to NYU. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so while I do this, why don't we move on to the next topic? Okay, while you go into this moment, um, I would love to know what you thought of all the stuff that I'm excited. We're going to quickly talk about some other news that broke that I have to say really undid me in a good way. Um, mm. Reports came out that Taco Bell has officially become the number one healthiest fast food in the country, <laughs> um, which is really exciting news, I think. Um because right around the time that Taco Bell fully leaned into its sort of stoner um, demographic by coming up with insane products, um, most of which are the same thing again and again of something wrapped in something else, um, somehow in that same moment of the rebranding, they've also become the healthiest fast food chain thanks to their low calorie fresco menu which reduces sodium across um, all food items by 15 percent and now talk about has the plans to eliminate extra large sodas which i think is actually a really good idea those sodas are humongous um but yeah now they're very very healthy and this is good news because i fucking love taco bell I wish you could see my face right now. I'm giving you, like, demon eyes. Like, I love Taco Bell. This doesn't, like, give you free reign to just eat whatever you want because they're labeled the healthiest. I'm sorry, what was that? I mean, you can't eat, I'm not like, following. This doesn't mean you can eat, like, ten chalupas and feel good about it. Why? They literally are healthy now. Hmm. Not how that works. Jack, I'm... I'm not following. Also, They're literally healthy now. Wait, they discontinued the gigantic gallon sodas? They're going to get rid of the extra large sodas. They haven't done it yet, but they're going to. And thank God, frankly. That's obnoxious. What? Why? I was for the soda ban. Are you one of those freaks who's not for the soda ban? Why would you ban soda? Not ban soda, but ban, like, humongous things of soda. Look, dude, if the fatties want to drink 10 gallons of soda... Like, that's just, that's just social Darwinism, dog. I mean, why not sell bleach? I mean, like, look, freedom much heard of it. It's called the First Amendment. Soda? Like, what? 
have an issue with Tomy Watch. I can only go down to November 3rd, 2016. Um, what is Tomy hiding? And then it stops scrolling. Wait, November 2016, like literally right around the election? Okay. I can't go any farther. Why not? Wait, how can that be? What is she hiding? And what are you hiding, frankly? (laughs) Are you with her now? No. I can't. I'm trying to go down, but I can't. What would you do? Not the only time you've heard that. (laughs) What would you do if you just heard a banging at your door and it was me soaked in rain screaming, where is she? Referring to Tommy. Well, does this mean I only have like a couple more months to go get extra large sodas from Taco Bell? Um, yeah, and you'll catch me there getting six chalupas because it's healthy now, bitch. What's your favorite Taco Here Bell my ta- food? Menu item? Yeah. Um, honestly, like, I'm a pretty simple dude. Like, I love the Crunchwrap Supreme. I love just the regular crunchy tacos. Maybe, like, I get, I go, like, pretty ham. I get, like, a Crunchwrap Supreme, two crunchy tacos, one soft taco for a texture shift, um, and a cheese quesadilla, no sauce. <laughs> You don't like the sauce? I don't like the sauce. Oh, man. That, like, weird Chipotle sauce. Do you like it? Yeah. Mm, why don't you dog. use it as lube, then? Hmm. Never. Why don't you, I, I bet you Tommy Laren uses um, the Taco Bell the Chipotle sauce, sauce as lube. Chipotle as lube. Sauce. Yeah, okay. As lube. <laughs> like, when she's on her back and he's, like, about to, she's like, wait, get that thing in my drawer. And he's like, oh, there's nothing in here. There's only Taco Bell sauce packets and she's like yeah rip it open and slather your d with that chipotle sauce and he's like okay and then the minute he's inside of her she's like yeah tell me like <laughs> do you think i'm wrong tell me i'm wrong give me proof that i'm wrong i can't say that you're wrong honestly i think this is one of those situations one of those few instances where like i'm more Right, that like there needs to be evidence that I'm wrong instead of evidence that I'm right. Like that's how sure I am that that's what happens. I mean, I think you're right, but Tommy, what are you hiding? Your penchant for using Taco Bell Chipotle sauce as lube? <laughs> be open, Gare. It's true. She should be open. She's uh, afraid. But what's your favorite Taco Bell? Item? I used to really. Li- they had this like grilled burrito that I used to really like. Ooh, I love that one with like the kind of flat and crispy bottom. Yeah, really like that one. But it's no longer on the menu. And my go-to is a crunch wrap. At I just, all? I don't think so. Mm, Grilled stuffed wow. burrito, is it still on the menu? Maybe not. Maybe on the fresco menu, which has cut down sodium by 15% since okay. 2008. You reported that. You already said that. You reported that. Mm, um, yo, Caro, jealous much? It's Kiero. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, Tommy. Why don't you scream at me from across your very large table? <laughs> Uh, oh, XXL grilled stuffed burrito. It's still on the menu. I knew it. I knew it was still on the menu. They mm. wouldn't do that to you. This is a healthy institution oh, that cares about you actually, now. Actually, you know what's really great? Is Taco Bell breakfast. <gasps> oh, my God. Um, Don't play me, you literal bitch of a woman. <laughs> I love the Taco Bell breakfast. It's so good. It's so fun fucking delicious the, literally the like crunch wrap that's like has hash browns the in it with an egg and cheese wrap? the breakfast crunch wrap it's unbelievable it's literally like like it's ex- it's exactly what one wants for breakfast at least what i want all the time it's perfect but they're even more violent than mcdonald's they stop at like 9 30 <laughs> i was like excuse me 
Like what? Mm. The the farce of human existence up until this all day breakfast was the speed at which they get rid of the McMuffin. And Taco was going to introduce this late in the game breakfast and ask us to wake up earlier to get it. Huh? <laughs> to quote Tommy Laren when she's riding her fuck buddy Sean slathered in Chipotle mayo. Um, yeah, no. Wait, why did she say that? Um, I don't know, because he's like, can you get off me? <laughs> and she's like, um, I'm going to think about that for a second, Sean. No, that, I'm not done here. Isn't that rape? <laughs> um, I would love if someone asked him that. She'd be like, why didn't you ask the other crybabies in the corner whether they were raped or not? There's four shivering naked guys. They're like, Tommy, the door locks from the other side. I don't understand. <laughs> um, yeah, it's called mm. mechanics, Tom. Look it up. Okay. Well, I can't get into whether or not Tommy Laren is a serial rapist, but I do know that Taco Bell breakfast is really great. It's the best. It really might be one of my, it might be like an all-time, but I've only had it like twice in my life because I don't wake up with like the other farmers to like it get it. Oh, was it? It was so good. It was really good. I mean, the thing that I really like about it is that it basically is sort of like a, um, it's sort of like a Mexican breakfast without any of the other things, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like the tortilla, the egg. It sort of has this, like, they should really have like a sort of um, breakfast assembly thing that you can buy there. Okay. I feel like it would be a hit. What's your least favorite Taco Bell menu item? I don't like the, um, I don't like the, what is it called? Don't the, say the, it. Is it a chalupa? It's the thing Don't where it's like it. a crunchy, a crunchy taco with a soft taco on the outside. The but the thing that cheesy. connects it isn't cheese. It no, it's beans. It's beans that, oh, con- that connects the two. Not the cheesy gordita crunch, but the double I, decker taco deal. Yes, yes. Um, mm. Did you just hypothesize that there was a chance in hell that I didn't like the cheesy gordita <laughs> crunch? To quote Tommy Laren as she asks Sean to bend over and he asks why. Um, think again. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that really means, but <laughs> I think I just like these hypothetical flashes of Tommy Laren in bed. I think the by far and away the worst menu item that they have is the three Doritos Locos Taco. Mm, what is that one? It's the one where they have the taco shells that, that are freaking Doritos. Wait, but what is the three? There's it's three like of combo, them now? It's like a combo, yeah. It's like you get the, the cheese one. Oh, sorry. It's one. not three shells in one taco. It's no, three no. different yeah. versions of the taco. Yeah, you know what? That taco was like... it was. I don't want to say it was a good idea in theory, because the minute I heard it, I was like, are you kidding? But it did sound like it wouldn't be as bad as it is. Yeah, no, it's really horrible. They don't really taste like Doritos. I think that's the bigger problem. Hmm. They taste like they just have like Dorito. Pa- they just taste like like a fake version of something that's already very fake. I'm also, like, oh my god. The one time I had the Mexican pizza, I was very disappointed. It's really small. Yeah, I agree. But you know what? That is one of um, good friends, um, listener Rula's favorite Taco Bell menu mm-hmm. items, which is like, you know, it's, it is where our roads diverge. But that's what I kind of love about Taco Bell that like at the end of the day, everything is pretty good because it's all the same things it's like right. we took a crunchy taco and wrapped it in a soft taco but we're not done we took a soft taco put it inside of a crunchy taco and wrapped it with a tortilla it's like wait isn't that like kind of the same thing <laughs> everything is low-key a remix of something else on that menu like we took beans but this time we put them inside a taco like what where were they before near it like okay 
And I'll never forgive them for discontinuing the cinnamon twists. Oh, agreed. Yes. So, oh, how I I literally can't believe I like emotionally got to the place where I could have forgotten about them, mm-hmm. but that was devastating. I, I don't know why they did that. There were supposed to be mini uh what are those things? Churros, churros yeah. There's supposed to be mini churros. Yeah, I mean it just made sense. It wasn't it wasn't off brand. Why did they do that? I don't know. But now they I'm offer hurt. A, they offer like Cinnabon things. Yeah, but they're too much. They're too heavy. I like mm. the sort of airiness of those cinnamon twists. True. It felt like eating sugar air. It's mm. like cotton candy. Or I was like, am I even eating anything? And the yeah. answer is yes, boy, are you. Ugh, I want Taco Bell so bad right now. Can't wait. I love that everything we mentioned is most definitely like not on the like quote unquote <laughs> healthy menu. We literally named like the gnarliest oh. things. But the last time I went to Taco Bell was actually en route to your wedding. Mm. Oh, no, I'm sorry, en route to your bachelor party mm. in Tahoe. David and I stopped at Taco Bell, and I ordered so much food. Because everything's like 2 two to $4. Yeah. I mean, it's always cheap. It's, like, it's not like the cheapest, but it's pretty cheap, right? It's like yeah. the cheapest of all of them. You talk yourself into thinking it's cheap, and then you end up dropping like 20 bucks. Like, um, you caro to wallet much? <laughs> exactly. What's so funny? <laughs> Yo quiero taco, man. So, um, everybody, <laughs> everybody, um, support your local small business chain, Taco Bell. Um, they are the healthiest fast food. Which you know what? I, this was crazy news because it did mean that it usurped Subway, right? Hmm. Yeah, but Subway. Like, I'm assuming Subway. No one's oh, ever okay. Um, to quote Tommy Laren as she screams across this 85 foot desk they put her behind. Really. Really? You're the only person who likes Subway anymore. <laughs> um, that true. is not true. No, it's true. That is not true. Yes, My friend Anna, lo- who listens to this podcast and is hissing right now, absolutely loves Subway. No. Do we get lambasted by other good friend listener Stephanie on the thread when we talk about it? Yes, we are in a minority, but we are a small and very devoted group. Yes. Subway lost all of its cachet when it discontinued the $5 footlong. I really agree with that. I do think that they lost their calling card. But guess what Subway does? Mm. And there's never confusion. They nail my half and half meat moment. Mm. Because they have a nice little fold. So the system makes sense. They fold, they fold, they fold. And then it's like, oh, in between each of those, slide in another piece of meat. And I'm not talking about Tommy Laren's fuck buddies, if you catch my drift. Right. Uh, Anyway. Talking about sandwich meat. Subway's pathetic. Get over it. And we got pathetic. Yikes. Feels really, <laughs> feels really extreme. Oh. Soap operas for losers. Subway is pathetic. <laughs> what a divisive world. Um, okay, wait, hold on. I have a quick, I have a quick divisive opinion okay. question to ask you. Okay. You may have witnessed this debate flaring up, which I do have some thoughts about. Oh, no. But um, do you consider a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, Jesus Christ. This again. Clearly, a hot dog is not a sandwich. Just, I uh, I agree, so but clear. it's neck and neck out there. The people who advocate for hot dogs being sandwiches are just contrarian assholes. Are lunatics, right? They just want to get a rise out of you. That's it. Yeah, those are they're sociopaths. Anyone who thinks a hot dog is a sandwich is a sociopath. Can you imagine getting invited to? This has been like a raging debate at my work for like over a year now. Really? Yes. 
And okay. the the main argument is like it's meat between like pieces of bread. Between bread, yeah. right? And then it's yeah, like, like since when is that right. how sim like since when have we simplified the art of a sandwich to just like you just between bread? Really, that's all it takes. Yeah, you just put things between bread. Sandwich, actually, no. By that logic, like a burrito would be a sandwich because it's right. meat between bread. Right. Exactly. Would, Please. Would you call a? Would you call a? Would, can you imagine like having a party and saying, "Yeah, we're, come on over. There'll be sandwiches. You guys can, uh, you know, have a couple drinks, have a couple sandwiches. It'll be great." And then your guests get over, and all of a sudden, you're grilling hot dogs. <laughs> like a plate. Yeah, like grab a sandwich right over there. Right. Come sit outside. <laughs> we're making more sandwiches right on the grill. Come on. And you're just like, um, like do 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 do, like, huh? You come out. He's like. You're, you're like kind of looking around and like someone in the grill is like, hey, Charles, sandwich? And Charles like, no, I'm still eating this sandwich. Holds up a half-eaten hot dog. Like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Like a mom talking to her kid like, put that sandwich down. Put that sandwich down. Like, I, I did. I want to eat it. Eating a hot dog. Like, what the fuck? What universe is this? Yeah. What hell is this? And then Tommy Laren comes out of a kid pool full of spaghetti and is like, um, yeah, I'll have six sandwiches, actually. <laughs> Stuffs six hot dogs in her mouth. Oh, yoga. What, what if, hell is this? What if, yeah. Anyway, I was going to say something. What if what? <laughs> Please say it. Please. Please say it. It's so stupid and so immature. <laughs> What? I'm gonna regret saying Zane. this. What if she was pickling sandwiches up her vagina? <laughs> like, hey, Steve, get over here. What are you doing? Um, we're pickling sandwiches inside Tommy's vagina. She turns around. Um, what do you think we're doing, Steve? <laughs> Hissing over her shoulder. Yeah, if I was you, I'd get to pickling. Throws a hot dog at him. Put that sandwich in there. <laughs> What hell is this? Mm. My God. <laughs> I am so, you know, I have to say, I am very, very, very fascinated by all of this, all of these miscommunications that are going on. It's a very interesting mm. time to be debating the existence of movies with Sinbad or, you know, what hot dogs are, you know. <laughs> Sinbad. Have you heard? You heard about this what? from a couple from a couple weeks. What? You didn't hear about this a couple weeks ago. What happened? Sinbad. Oh, okay. Do you remember the movie when we were growing up where Sinbad plays a genie? Yeah. What's that called? What do you think? What 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 what, what do you think it's called? Isn't it called like Sinbad or something? Okay. That. <laughs> no, Sinbad is his name. Close. But do you remember him being a genie? Yes, very clearly. Okay. So this movie does not exist. It just doesn't exist. And ev- everyone who's in our age bracket and a little older um, lost their minds on the internet being like, um, yeah, this movie exists. Some people were like, it's called Kazam. And they're like, no, or, no. or they're like, it's called Shazam. And then they're like, no, that's Kazam, um, you know, starring Jack. Shaq. And they were like, yeah, but there's this other movie where, like, it's, like, the ripoff, like, the shitty ripoff where Sinbad plays a genie. And it, like, I think was called Shazam. And everyone's like, no. And it got so huge. that Eventually, reporters, like, reached out to Sinbad. And he's like, I was never in this movie where I played a genie. And then, like, a week later, 
the drama is still unfolding. And literally, Sinbad had to release a statement. He was like, I like, I mean, I will star in a movie where I'm a genie if people want me to, but I haven't made one yet. And everyone's like, um, yeah, you have. What? I have a very like you. You remember this movie? I, have, I remember. I have like a really clear image of Sinbad, like with a big hoop earring. With like a big a, hoop earring and like a honestly like a gold turban moment, like very maybe. like ridiculous, wearing like a vest with no shirt and really baggy pants. Yeah, I'll tell you what was crazy. I was t- I was screaming about this to good friend Pega, and um, who designed our logo for our listeners, and she was like, "This is so stupid. Like this movie didn't exist. Everyone is like being fed information that they then sort of like absorb and like." think that they thought that before someone said it like this is so 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 stupid and besides like everyone's just confusing this weird non-existent genie movie with the movie where Sinbad plays a pirate and I was like what what movie is is that and she's like um are you kidding like really like the movie where Sinbad is a pirate and I was like I don't know what movie you're talking about she's like oh my god and then for 20 minutes it's like what the fuck Where's that movie? She's like on the computer. Like, where's that movie where Sinbad plays a part? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, he has the pants. And I was like, baggy pants. She's like, yeah, he has baggy pants. And it's like losing her mind. And I was like, I'm not going down this rabbit hole, but you're thinking of the genie movie. I was like screaming at her. I don't know what the hell was wrong with our memories. <laughs> Dude, this is what I'm talking about. This is sort of like, like if there's anything we, if there's any note we ended 2016 on, it is this moment of complete revelation about the world we live in, the information we digest, the echo chambers, and like how much we don't really know thy neighbor, like how much we don't really understand what the thoughts and feelings of <laughs> like this culture is. I think it's fascinating that like this hot dog thing blew up on Twitter, this like Simbad thing. I mean, like it just feels like the main sort of like comedic meme moment right now is all about like misunderstood connections and misunderstood information. Mm. It's really funny to me. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it's just one of those things that is like a coincidence. Like obviously these memes aren't born out of anything political or anything sort of like, you know, actually they're not symbolic of anything, but they are accidentally really symbolic to me of like, Mm how lost we feel about like what it is we thought we knew about ourselves and our lives and the country. It's all because of 9/11. I don't know. Sure. I mean, I would consider this Sinbad um, genie thing really the 9-11 of the internet. <laughs> Do we disagree? We thought one thing and then this happened and then everything And then changed. we realized... We realize the truth. Yeah. Um, 100%. I mean, I think a lot of people, I think it's time that we start minimizing global tragedies um, and really using them as sort of like framework to understand our own. For instance, at the Gold, when my mom was watching the Golden Globes, she loves Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. And for her, like, the it is so painful that she is married to her least favorite human mm-hmm. being on the planet, mm-hmm. Ava Mendez. Mm-hmm. And I consider that to be my mom's personal Aleppo. Okay. So, I think Most it's important that we use Aleppo. Yes, I think that the real way to scale human drama is to compare it to mass tragedies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not scared to say it. Good. Are you scared to hear it? No. Are you scared to? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you because I was too busy asking if you were scared. It sounds like you were too scared to speak over me. Would you like to repeat your answer? No. Are you scared? No. Okay. 
Okay. Um, good. Um, we we're going to move on to our, <laughs> to our next topic, which isn't really a topic, but more an announcement that I want to be giddy about for like a quick second. Um, today, Showtime announced that the um, long-anticipated Twin Peaks revival is premiering on Sunday, May 21st, which feels very i mean it's not it's not soon but it's very like well here we are <laughs> like i feel like one of this this is one of this show is one of the first things we talked about on this podcast i don't know if you remember no i do um, i remember but within like one of the like maybe like the second or third episode we started talking about our thoughts on people's expectations and the reboot and all of this and you know i still stand by a lot of my feelings and reservations about it and am really not excited for the back, you know, the disappointment that people are going to feel. I mean, I don't know. At the same time, maybe David Lynch is sort of immune from disappointment because, like, who is going in knowing what, expecting anything? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's died down. Who in there? Yeah, it's died down, I think, because there was like a ruckus about whether it was even going to happen. And, and also, David Lynch is just sort of expectation proof. You know what I mean? Like, he's, you know, he doesn't do, there's nothing traditional. You can't bring any baggage into something i think the thing that people have to be prepared for is that the sh- you know we've talked about this that just like the feel of the show is going to be different and so whatever warm fuzzies watching something made in the 80s on like you know on film gives you is not going to exist anymore and so the show won't it won't feel like something old i think that'll yeah. be sort of something to like throttle down to but beyond that i'm just like i realized when this was announced and so it felt really real to me i mean i knew they were filming it but I just got suddenly so excited um, that we're going to have new David Lynch, like, content. Um, I didn't really realize, but, like, this is, like, basically the first... This is the first thing David Lynch has done in almost 11 years. Like, his last movie was in 2006, Inland Empire, and he hasn't, like, made anything since. He hasn't been focusing on, like, um, you know, that the medium of films, and especially not TV, really. Um, I think he might have directed like a music video here and there. Um, But yeah, um, but it's just really exciting. And this is like 10 plus hours of David Lynch um, filmmaking. And I'm just really excited about it. Like really sincerely, like so excited. He's, I love him so much. Like I have so much respect for him and he's someone I just like have loved for a majority of my young adult life. And I just sort of had like settled into maybe like just never having anything else of that type of ilk made by him ever again and just kind of maybe having to be okay with it and i'm just so excited to like see what uh, and to just surrender to whatever the fark he wants to do it's gonna be so fun and we have to watch it and talk about it obviously are you uh you so you're excited you'd say i would say i'm pretty excited i'm just i mean i'm just excited he's making something like he could have been making anything it didn't even need to be twin peaks in a, in a way i wish he wasn't returning to something he did before um even though I'm obsessed because I think it's like exactly 25 years after like a major plot point in the original um, ends with a note that in 25 years, this event is going to happen again. And it seems to be happening again, which is like, actually that's like literally the quote Um, it's happening again. Um, And it's, yeah, just like the fact that like he was actually able to like bookend this narrative and, and also take it back on his terms. Cause he left the show in the middle of its second season and show the show in as much as it ended, didn't really end with Lynch's sort of like vision, but I'm pretty excited. And I also just like, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for there to be this thing that everyone is talking about and excited about. And like, 
that has everyone's attention. I love those monocultural moments. Um, and I'm excited just for it to like, to, for people to just have like no sense of anything of like what, of what it's going to be. You know, it's not like a Star Wars or whatever else people get excited about. Oh, Rogue One was so good, but yeah. Rogue, yes, a quick aside, Rogue, I, who am very Star Wars agnostic, um, don't love, but always ready to love, like, finally loved a Star Wars movie. Anyway. I think it's so good. Isn't Kyle... The ending, won't even say anything, but... Didn't Kyle McLaughlin do, like, softcore porn there in the early 2000s? What? Like, the porn Is this the same person who told you I hate California? Who is your source? The porn that, like... You don't see the penis going in. Kyle McLaughlin. Oh, he was in Showgirls. That's what it was. Okay, I mean... That's basically softcore porn. You are not wrong. Um, But I wouldn't call... I wouldn't say like, oh, Showgirls. Yeah, that's that softcore porn movie starring Kyle <laughs> McLaughlin. It's not my pitch. No. Anyway. Um, But it's really good. Although, shouts to Paul Verhoeven who like is like probably going to win an Oscar this year, <laughs> which is crazy to me. His new movie L is his first movie in a few years. And it's, it's so good. It's like one of the best movies of the year. I was, it was on my top 10 list. And this is the dude who did Showgirls, Starship Robocop, Starship Troopers, Robocop, which is a masterpiece, but like, that's pretty old at this Starship point. Starship Troopers um, is great too. You know, the, the movies are all good in a way, but, like... And I do kind of like Starship Troopers. I haven't seen it in a long time. But they're not, like, it's a great tire. films. I, I, I never... I don't see the... Don't it is it? a satire, but I don't really get it. Really? <laughs> I don't really get it. Oh, man. What is it a satire of? Just, I need to see it again. Just, like, the, the, the military-industrial complex and, like, nationalism and, I don't know, satiring all this bullshit, like, God bless the troops stuff. Mm. When, around what time? When did it come out? I don't know. It's like it was a, a catalyst for it's it. It's like evergreen. Like yeah, like... honestly, that's that's true. Um, actually, I need to see that again. I've actually been really wanting to sort of revisit some of Paul Verhoeven's movies, mostly just out of the fact that like I never really thought that he would have any sort of to call this a comeback is like crazy. But I mean, he also did Basic Instinct. Um, which is so good, Total Recall. I mean, his movies are all really sexy, and they're all, like, except for Starship Troopers. Um, but what's funny about Starship Troopers is it's actually a, um, there was, like, an original ending where they zoom out of, like, this huge monster war scene, and you pull out, and it's actually the inside of Tommy Laren's vagina, which is insane. <laughs> um, and I do hope that he releases the extended cut at some point. Um where, like, you know, there's all this chaos going and it zooms out, and then suddenly you're like, huh? And she's like, um, yeah! And it, it cuts to black. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he's going to win an Oscar. I mean, should we talk about the Golden Globes, which aired on Sunday? Well, we'll do it when we get to the good That's friend. true, when we get to we get to Angel. Yeah. Which, honestly, we're at. Um, yeah. I think Let's we should take it to, to good friend. So our, we have a good friend and we have a devil tongue. Um, Jack, do you want to, you, you should do our devil tongue. Um, our good friend of the week is Meryl Streep, who gave a really, um, important and incredible speech when she received her Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement Award in which she, you know, sort of, um, spoke to the power of the arts, the importance of journalists, and, um, really took 
um, president-elect Donald Trump to task. So she is our good friend of the week. Is it my turn? Yeah. So the devil tongue of the week goes to Meryl Streep for just... Like, enough. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for ruining it. Like, mm-hmm, you know like, I mean? great, you were just getting an award. Like, can we not? Yeah. I mean... Like, like to quote myself from my off-off-off-Broadway production, The President's Only One Son, um, when I came here, this wasn't what I was expecting. But now, looks down, it's all I have. Like, the sentiment's cool, but, like... Very important. I don't think... I don't don't think people in Hollywood are really vilified today. And it's just like, can we get this from someone who has some, like, pull or sway or, like, (laughs) I don't know, someone who, like, actually, I don't know, is affected by this directly? Because Meryl Streep, like, she's going to wake up tomorrow and, like, I don't know, go shoot a movie in, like, Zambia or something. Yeah, she's probably going to Tom Tom Hiddleston's new beach house property in Darfur. I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, look, I love the speech. I think it's important. There was no doubt in my mind that, you know... I mean, mean, the tenor of the Oscars are going to be the same way. I don't think we're going to see a lot of wins where, like, people won't say... Especially because the movies that are really sort of in the front run... I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, if, if Moonlight continues its trajectory, which, like, I have doubts about, you know, that movie, it's impossible. It's a story about a gay black man in America. Like, my God. Like, there's no way that those filmmakers won't mention this. But there was just something really sort of, like, as she was giving the speech, which I literally, I love the speech, but I was just like, I know exactly that tomorrow tomorrow it's going to be like, like, watch Meryl yes. Street win, like, the, like, win the internet forever. Like, um, Meryl for president 2020. It's just like, I don't know, like... This is that echo chamber, and like, I'm I I mean I'm not surprised to hear this. I mean, yeah, I know that there's. I mean, like, can there have been a camera on John Voight's face during that or something? Like, what exactly is this sort of like? I I I, I like that she gave the speech, but I'm just sort of like I'm annoyed by our like praise of it. It's mm. just like, it's not a revolutionary mm-hmm. act. It was like an important statement, but it was in this. It was an important statement in the safest room in the yeah. world. Like. You know, I don't, I don't need to spend like a ton of time, and it's you know just because it's getting a lot of like coverage on Twitter and stuff doesn't mean it's like being considered that important. It's just like everyone has to post about it. But I also like, does everyone have to post about it? It's not that like, I just don't think, I just don't think it needs to be done. I don't know. It's just it didn't like blow my mind. But God bless. That's really what it was. Um, it's just like the talk, the like the talkiness after it, and like yeah, people pla- like yeah. I mean, just God. Ugh, everyone taking shots at her and then everyone else calling her like the most important person ever. It's like, you're right. right. It was like in front of the most, it was in front of the safest room she could have been in. Ridiculous. Right. And you know what would have been brave? You know, it. what would have been really brave? What? If Meryl Streep, what the fuck is that noise? Hmm? <laughs> Hello? No, keep going. What was that noise? Oh, okay, okay. Um, If she would have like called out Jimmy Fallon for having Trump on his show. And, like, petting him and playing, like, games with him and talking to him as if he was, like, promoting a reality show. You know what I mean? Like, I think the brave thing would be if she was able to both make that statement and point out the hypocrisy of sort of, like, the people in that room 
who have worked to sort of like normalize him or sort of just like acknowledge the insanity of sort of like this this world that they occupy you know what i mean and like the influence that like the media has and that how they're how like award shows and this type of celebrity culture is the thing that gave donald trump like the foot to even be able to like do this do you know what i mean like yeah. i thought the speech was really good in terms of somebody wanting to like make use time that is at the end of the day really just about them and sort of turning it outward about something else that they care about but there were so many things to be said if you and if you want to make a state if you want to make a statement worthy of like the hoopla that you know is going to happen that monday regardless of what you say make it worthwhile like i can't stand jimmy fallon frankly like I think it's so disgusting that he had, you know, Trump on the show. Or if I was Meryl, I'd be like, this is airing in NBC. And, you know, Saturday Night Live had Trump host the show. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's just this big picture that they fit in that they don't want to acknowledge and don't want to articulate. And instead, they just want to use some weird platform as celebrities to say things that all good liberal people are thinking. And it's like, no, like, turn inward. Like... You guys aren't responsible, but you're part of a weird machine that, like, for some reason, Trump is also connected to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It just got it got me frustrated when there was just no sort. I and, and I and I say this with no desire to read a think piece on Slate on Wednesday. That's like why we need to talk about what Meryl didn't talk about. Like, I also don't want to read that. Like, it's just sort of like, can we ha can we have some chill? Can we not like? scream with joy anytime someone like opens their mouth and and just like that whole award show there was just so it's so self-congratulatory like every time la la land won somebody was like i just want to say like making a movie a musical like not easy and thank you so much for giving this little film a chance it's like oh this little film starring like this multi-million dollar production starring two huge movie stars like every time it won it was like Thank you for giving our little engine that could the push up that hill. La la land forever. Like, oh my God. Like you guys are such a little, like in such a hole. Mm. But there were some good wins. Atlanta, Donald Glover. Loved that. That was very exciting. Mm. Um, Moonlight won. Very exciting. Excited. Um, Isabella Huppert won for L, which was crazy. And I was not expecting that, but. I guess I should have a little bit because it's a foreign language film and it's a Hollywood foreign press. You know, I don't love, I love the Golden Globes, even though they're like the most meaningless award. Like they really just give it to, they love awarding new TV shows in their first season. It's like their favorite thing to do. And I always think that's such a fun, that's like such like a fun element of their thinking. And they always are like really surprising and everyone's really drunk. It's really fun. It's like the most fun award show, even though it's like large, like, you know, it's it's one of it's it says the least about the trajectory of award season. I mean, it's not not important. It just doesn't tell you much about where the rest of the season's going. But it's mm. so fun. Everyone's just like so live. Well, award season's going to be annoying. <clears throat> and oh, you know, it's my favorite time of year. It's my Super Bowl, bitch. It's going to be the horrible, the worst thing ever to follow on the internet. I'm not like the it. award season. Yeah, it's going to be real. It's going to be a lot. You know, I'm going to be talking about it often. Mm. I already have my predictions. I don't even think I've seen a movie this year. Oh, God. You need to go see some. Let us see. I'll tell you which one. I saw Rogue One. Yeah, definitely nominated for Best Picture. I mean, it was really good. It, there's no way, but it was so good. Mm. Um, okay, well. I saw your list. I'll, I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll watch your list. 
Wait, watch my list. Definitely watch my list. There's some movies that are not on that list that you should watch also because I do think you would probably like them. Manchester by the Sea, um, I think is like kind of overrated, but um, isn't that I on think Amazon? Like it. No, that's Mozart in the Jungle. <laughs> uh, whatever. All right, yeah, just consult the list. And just watch. <laughs> um, okay, you guys. Mm. Mm. Can it be? I think it's. What fun. if our new sign off was ants? What? <laughs> like you know how B? I feel like <laughs> I feel like ants is like the oh. original B movie. Ants. <laughs> okay, I just watched B. Actually. I was working the other day and Pam had bee movie on in the background and it's about a bee falling in love and like defending bee rights to humans. Okay. For for starters, the girl falls in love with the bee. It's weirder. Okay. Second of all, you didn't text me the second you started watching bee movie. There's a lot going on. Oh, what was there? What, a B-movie and then nothing else? No, I was working and Pam was watching B-movie. She didn't even finish it. Well, um, I'm really sorry to say that now, unfortunately, I'm going to text you every day asking if you're watching B-movie. <laughs> and that is your punishment. Yes, I'm not worried about it. I don't think it was very good. I don't think it was that good either. Ants, on the other hand, is, like, really good, Are right? Underrated. It's very underrated. I agree with that. Mm. Me and the roommates were talking about that movie the other day, and I'm not trying to be a contrarian, but I literally like it more than A Bug's Life, mm. or I did when I was a kid. I remember getting tricked into seeing Ants when I really wanted to see A Bug's Life. Dude, you know my struggle, which is that I always see the wrong movie of the pair of movies that come out. <laughs> you know that. It. I didn't even see Bug's Life until I saw it on video. Yeah. Because I kept seeing Ants. <laughs> I saw Ants instead of Bug's Life. I saw volcano instead of dante's inferno mm. i saw deep impact instead of armageddon mm. i mean like the list literally goes on i saw that like weird um what is it like ashton kutcher natalie portman movie called like having sex with your friend instead of the justin timberlake mila mm. kunis one that's called like friends you have sex with <laughs> i was like what these movies <laughs> like the there's two of these ones too and i still saw the wrong one i was so mad sorry dog wait i should i be in a mo- star wars inspired movie called wrong one and it's Ooh. just me constantly in the wrong movie theater yeah you could be like a web series called wrong one yeah and i'll be felicity jones this is a rebellion right right. i rebelled me in the middle of the previews for deep impact (laughs) like oh man well well anyway america um i hope our listeners really take time this week to watch ants it features one of my favorite on-screen romantic pairings of woody allen and (laughs) (laughs) j-lo and please revisit the sexual chemistry that was just, you know, flooding the screen in Ants. Jennifer Lopez and Woody Allen together at last. I also want someone to get to the bottom of why I can't scroll down past November 3rd on Tommy Laren's Twitter feed. Like five days before Election Day. I feel like she deleted everything. Mm. Goodfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Can someone give us an insight? Yeah. Like, what's good? <laughs> And uh, that's basically all I've got. What's up? Mm. All right. Um, so we'll see you guys next week. Jack, happy new year. Happy new year to you. Um, 
and I love you. And this is the beginning wow. of 2017's new season of Good Friends. Pretty excited about it. What's up? What up? And uh, <laughs> and uh, a happy B movie to everybody. Hmm? A happy B movie to all, and to all a B movie. <laughs> Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. La 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 la. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Run through the meadow and scare up the milking cows Run down the beach kicking clouds of sand Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away Stop and listen, love you